Good morning, everybody. Today, Mitzvah Hashem will be learning Daf Ayin Aleph in Maseches Nadarim. Um, okay, we'll have a couple more dedications than usual. Always, Leil Nishmas of Chaim Zeb and Rav Avram Aaron Alevi Zatzal, Rav Malinowitz. Uh, we miss you. And um, also, Leilui Nishmas, my good friend Michael Del Rahim, all of a shalom. I went to a bris last night, like a Sudat Brit. Shmuel Monzad married Rina Delrahim, Michael Olvishom's sister. She's a dental hygienist. And Shmuel Monzad is, is a good friend. Um, oh, a public service announcement. Don't break your fast on Persian food. Nobody told me that. I was up half the night. But it was a really beautiful event, and they named him for Rina's dad, Oliver Shalom Mayer. It was a, it was a great night. So, uh, so Mazdaf to them, Mayer, may you bring light. Shmuel spoke beautifully. I cried. It was a, it was a beautiful thing. Rina uh, got in a terrible car accident, like on on the eighth night of Hanukkah. So it was like shortly before the baby was born. The car went three hundred feet and flipped over five times, and she came away basically unscathed. It's like a miracle with the baby, and they're fine, Baruch Hashem. So it was needless to say, it was very, very emotional. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. May their son, Mayor, uh, shine a light on all of Klal Israel. Okay, and also, of course, the twins, the Zorf twins, my nieces. Today's their birthday. I don't remember half my kids' birthdays, but for some reason I remember that day. I think it was 22 years ago. Anyway, they should, all, they should also have Mazel Bracha to the Zerf family. Uh, and that, now I'm starting to sound like, uh, like a podcast. So let's get to the Mishnah. Mishnah on top of Ayin Alpha and Ahmed No Okay, okay. Very good, Andrew. Nadra Bahia What are we talking about? Okay. Fascinating concept. I'm already not going to do it justice. I know. I know it. Because there are so many ways to explain this and the sources are contradictory. And the topic which... We are going to tease out more today is, again, as we discussed yesterday, the relationship between the Baal and the Av in the case of the Naramu Rasa, as we've discussed many times. A girl. There's a very unique case, right? Hataras Nadarim is a totally different thing than Hafaras Nadarim. Hafaras Nadarim is a unique case. And and if you, if you hold... Uh, like I believe the Rambam holds, uh, it's an even more isolated case because after all, a uh, husband can only do hafaras nadarim, right, on, for his wife when it's something either beinola beinola that has to do with their relationship or something leinu nefesh of hers. So it's their overwhelming majority, we'll call it, or maybe not overwhelming, but, but many nadarim a woman can make even if she's married and the husband has no jurisdiction over those nadarim either, right? But, in a subset of Nadarim that a woman makes, the husband has some jurisdiction, and it's not a hatara where he needs to give a rhyme reason uh, for why, for, for this full-fledged, but he can nip her Nadarim in the bud, Andrew. But it must be in the bud stage. It has to still be in that first day of the nether. In order to nip something in the bud, Andrew, it still has to be in the bud stage, okay? Now, the topic here is the relationship. They're a team now. In the case of the Naramurasa, as we've discussed, the father of the girl, she's Mirurasa, she's Nishtahin and Nishtahir, as they say in the Altaheim. She's neither in the jurisdiction of the Baal, because she's not in the Sua, and she's still home. Nor is she 100% under the jurisdiction of the father, because she is, after all, an Arusa. 
And so therefore she's already been, right, designated for this chasen. So there's a chasen in the picture, no question about it. But she's living at home still, so the father's in the picture. The unique, beautiful case of our parak, Nara Murasa. What is the relationship between the husband and the, right, the, the, you say the chasen will call him, and the father in this unique case with regards to the hafara team that they've joined, that they've formed. So watch this case, says the Mishnah, Nadra Vahi Arusa, so she was in Arusa, and that's when she made the nether, fine, right? Nisgar Shabobayom, Nisar Shabobayom, Afilulamea, uh-oh, this girl had a busy day. She got divorced from her chasen. Remember, this is the very day that she made the nether. She gets divorced, and then she gets engaged to another guy. And then she gets divorced, gets engaged to another guy. She go through a hundred guys, okay? She's serial uh, dating and serial getting engaged uh, in this very same day. So let's say somebody wants to be made for the nether. Don't forget. In order to be made for the nether, the Baal and the, right, Av have to make, have to be made for the nether together. But she's like a moving target. She keeps getting new chassans every five minutes. So who's going to be the chassan that's going to be the Av's teammate in this Hafaras Nadarim? Says the Mishnah, Avia Uvala Ha'acharon Mifir Nadareha. Okay, who's the teammate? Obviously her father is, it has to be joint between the father and the chasen. Which chasen is going to be the one that's going to join the father in the Safaris Nadarm? Bala Ha'achron, the last guy, right? It doesn't, he doesn't have to be Mr. Right, Andrew. He, ha, he could just be Mr. Right now. The guy who is her chasen right now, at the moment of the Safaris Nadar, whoever that chasen is, has, is the one that's going to be made for the nether. Now, this is somewhat of a chiddush. You might have said, Andrew, that how about the chassan who was the chassan, don't forget, the, the case is Nadra Vihi Arusa. When she made the nether, she was already in Arusa. Why does, right, so, so the question is, maybe the chassan that was her chassan when she made the nether should be the one, even though he's like 30 chassanim ago, right? Even though she's already moved on from him, but, she, but he was the one that she was engaged to, so to speak, when she made the nether. Maybe he should be the one to join the father. No, the, the answer is, he's out of the picture. He's a total, total has-been at this point. It has to be the one who's the chassan now who's going to be made for the nether, even though the nether was made when she was engaged to somebody else. Zeha Klaus is the Mishnah. Okay, which means any woman who, any girl who did not yet graduate, so to speak, for, to, from her father's jurisdiction, as the Ran explains. You see this? Zehaklal says the Ran, Shalobagra Vilonises, right? Those are the two ways it could happen. Either she has actual Nisuin, right? The stage after Erisin, then she's no longer in the jurisdiction of her father, or she becomes a Bogaret, as we said in the previous Mishnah yesterday, right? When you're a Bogaret, that's one of the things that the, right, Baal has over the father, which is that when she's a Bogaret, she is no longer in the jurisdiction of her father, but she is still in the jurisdiction of her husband with regards to Nadarim. So if those things happen, she's outside of the Rishasa Av, and then the Aris himself, the Aris Luchudei Lo Mefer concludes the run, right? Now the Aris himself can't do it. Remember, an Aris can't do Hafaris Nadarim on his own. A Baal can. After Nisuin, yes, but... An Aris on his own needs to do it jointly with her, with her dad, 
Okay. So again, the Mishnah concludes, If she is still under the jurisdiction of an Arus, then Avia Uvala Ha'acharon Mefirim Nedarea. The only way her nether can be Mefir is if her current, we'll say, her current Baal and her father join together as a team to be made for her nether. It doesn't matter how many times we learn the Salacha, it's, it just never gets old for me, Andrew. It's just fascinating that this is the unique case of the team of the father and the Baal with respect to the Nara Marasa. Fine. So now, the Gemara wants to ask a question. So far, so good, Barry? Okay. So now the Gemara wants to ask a question. It's a good question. Where do we learn this idea that the current chasan, let's say, can be made for the nadarim shenir ula aris rishon that were a nether that was made under the auspices, so to speak, of the original chasan? Don't forget, this is a girl that got engaged and then divorced from like a hundred guys in one day, in this very same day. So this current chasan that, that they're having a l'chaim for, he's inheriting a nether that a previous chassan, uh, that, that she said under the jurisdiction of a previous chassan. How do we know that he has the authority to do that, right? She's coming in she, the, and, and had done the nether under a different chassan. Why, how, how can the current chassan have the authority to be made for the nether? So Shmuel brings the source. Amar Shmuel, Amar Kra. It's from the Pasuk, the very Pasuk that we mentioned, Pashas Matos, that describes this entire, all these halachas. It's in the actual Bible, and it says, So look at the puzzle carefully. If she, so Havaya, right? Havaya, Hekesh Havaya, let's see, Havaya is the Erisin over here, the Kiddushin. So she's getting married, Undareha Aleha Barry, right? Barry's about Korah, he remembers Undareha Aleha. What does that mean? She's coming in with her Pekala, right? She's coming in with baggage, so to speak. Her, her Nadarm are coming with her. So how does that work? Well, it sounds like the whole parsha of the Hafars Nadarim that the Baal gets involved with even works when she's coming into the marriage with Nadarim from, from before, right? You know, you know the drill, Andrew, she has a sack of, her, of, of meds and her baggage and her, and, you know, and her Nadarim. This is what he's inheriting, okay? As the Gemara says, Nadarim shayu aleha kvar. Okay, this is already... The nadarim she had made when when she was married to the previous chassan, and still, the source is that the current chassan has the right to be made for such nadarim as the parsha continues to explain. Very good. So that's the source of Shmuel. But the Gemara asks, "Dilma hani milish lo nirul aris rishon, aval nadarim shenirul aris rishon lo matzi mefaris achron." So the Gemara is persisting to ask the, the following question: Niru means that the first Baal was aware of it. In other words, the Pasuk says that she's coming in having already made a nether at some point and still the current Baal has the ability to be made for that nether. Okay, but, but watch this. The Gemara is asking the following question. How do we know from the Pasuk that the first Baal was aware of her nadarim? In other words, Andrew, maybe what the, what, maybe what the Pasuk is saying or... Or, or I'll say it differently. Maybe it, if the original chassan had known that she made the neder, maybe the math would change. Maybe that would mean that 
only he can make do the hafaras nadarim. Which is to say, when she comes in, when this girl comes in to her current marriage, maybe the only time that the current chassan can participate in the hafaras nadarim is if the original chassan that she was engaged to when she made the nether was unaware of her nether. But maybe you'll say that when the, right, and therefore one could argue, I'll say, that had the original chassan been aware of that nether, then only he could have the authority to be made for it. And the current chassan does not have the authority. That's what the Gemara is asking now. Lo niru l'rishon, right, uh, means that it was something that the Rishon was not aware of. And so, again, the Gemara is entertaining a fascinating possibility, which is that being aware, right, of your Arusa's neder perhaps puts you on the hook, right, makes you the person who is responsible for joining her dad and being made for her neder, right? Once you're aware of it, now it's your responsibility. Maybe that's the case. Now, we know from our Mishnah it sounds like maybe it's not the case. The truth of the matter is, our Mishnah doesn't specify whether the first, what the case is. Our Mishnah doesn't say whether the first chassan knew or didn't know, right? Our Mishnah just sort of leaves it as a Dover Pashat. Shmuel uh, seems to have a source, as we'll see, that it would be true that the current chassan would be the one that had to join the father, even if the first chassan was aware of it. So that's what the Gemara answers now. It says the Gemara, Aleha Koryaserahu. It doesn't just say, It says, oh, Aleha sounds like upon her, meaning there's something even more upon her, which means even Nadarim that were fit, that were, that Shaniru la Aras Rishon, even Nadarim that the first Aras had been aware of and had the opportunity to be Mayfair. Even if he did not do so, but even if that was the case that he had the opportunity to do so, still and all, the person, the Aris who's going to join the father in being made for this nether is going to be the current Aris. Even though the original Aris knew that she made the nether and had the opportunity to be made for the nether, we're still going to put the current Aris as, as the teammate of the Av, and that's what the word Aleha teaches you. It's unbelievable. Okay. So now the Gemara says, Tanya Kavaseh to Shmuel. We're going to have a brisa to support Shmuel. Now, the Ran here explains, Tanya Kavaseh Shmuel, Dafil in the Darm Shanir al Aras Rishon, Mati Mefa Aras Achron. What we just said. But this is a Chiddush in, in the Ran, meaning the Ran has to say this. What we just said is what? That even if the Nadarim, if, even if the first Aras was aware of the Nadarim, right, and had the opportunity to be made for them, it is the current. Like we just said, is is the current chasan that that the current aris that's making uh, that's that's joining the father in the hafaris nadarim? It's not really what Shmuel said. Shmuel sounds like he only gave the the source in the pasuk, so that's why the mefarshim explains. That's if you read it into the ron, what the ron is saying is that no, and this is the art scroll spells this out. That's how I know the the ron is saying that. Um, that the Tanya Kavase to Shmuel, even though it looks like Shmuel's only giving the source, what's really going on is that Shmuel's explaining the Mishnah in a way that the Mishnah itself does not explicitly say. That's all. That the Mishnah didn't explicitly uh, 
tell us that the halacha, the halacha would be that the final aris is the one that does the mefer nadarim, even if the original aris was aware of it. The mission just says the final aris is the one that's made for the nadarim. Maybe the mission was talking about a case where the original aris was not aware of it. Says Shmuel, says Ron, says Shmuel, that no, that even if the first aris was aware of it, the current aris is still the one that's on the hook for it. And that is in fact the Kiddush of our Mishnah. And that Kiddush has a source in the Pasuk. And it is that Kiddush which our Brisa that we're going to read now is in fact supporting as follows. So Tanya can say to Shmuel, here's the Brisa. Okay, so that's how we get started. Um, the Hagos Vitsiyunim, there's an Aleph here, says, Afilu Acharon. Yeah. Because if you, all you said was, Afilu Balaha Andrew, that's like classic. That's just like a regular girl that only gets engaged to one guy. That's not fun. It's only fun when she gets engaged to like 100 guys in one day. Anyway. Bryce says, not a, not, you see it, uh, Barry? It says Achron in bold. Where is that? It's um, on the left column, Hagos Vitsiyunim, the Aleph, the first one. Ubala Achron. Um, and it says that in certain sources, and that's how it says in Tosfos. Uh, you'll see. You'll, we'll talk about Tosfos in a minute when we turn the page. Your eyes are going to pop out of your head, Andrew. Wait for this. Naramarasa Ubala or Avi Obala Achron, Mefirim Either way, we know what we're talking about. We're talking about the current Chassan being the one who's going to be made for a nether. And so how does this work? Says the Bryce, Ketzad. Shoma Avi Law. So he has a fascinating case. So now let's add some wrinkles here. The father, right, she's in Arusa. The father hears the nether, and he's not for the nether. Good. But the husband, her current chasen, right? Not not Nabal yet, right? Not Nisun yet. But her current chasen, her aris, doesn't get a chance, doesn't find out about it, he dies. Okay. Okay, so she has a busy day. The very same day she made the nether, her first chasen dies. And now she's having trouble replacing him, Andrew. She's going through 100 guys in the same day. Let's say she's a guy, I don't know, 35, we'll say. And guy 35, or it would be true even if it was 100 guys, but we're going to say 36. How about that? Double chai. So she became engaged. Again, it has to be within the same day because her nether would mature and become a full-fledged, legit nether if we waited till the next day. So on that very same day, she's on the 36th chasan. Avia uvala achram mefirim nederea. Says the brisa. So... Again, the first chassan, in this particular case, never had a chance because he died before he even knew that she made this nether. But the 36th chassan is aware of the nether. Her father, okay, already was made for the nether, okay? And so now the Baal Achron is going to be made for the nether. They're going to be made for it together, and her nether becomes revoked. The Afara works, okay? Continues the b'risa, Shama ba'ala v'hefer la. Okay, what if the tables are turned? And believe me, there's a lot here because there really is not a true equality between the Baal and the Av when it comes to the Faris Nadarim. And for that, you have to, you have to hear uh, Rabbi Dr. Kelman from Shomrei 
go through this. This is really where it gets dicey, but we're going to get to it in a second. But if the tables are turned, the case is a little bit different. There's a machlokas bechame vesilil here, as follows. If the, right, if the Baal is, is right away, is made for her nether, okay, velo hispik ha'av lishma atshemes, ha'baal. And now, again, it's a team, right? It has to be the Baal and the Av. But the Baal, even if it was the first Baal, or the second, or the 17th, one, the Baal is made for her nether, and then the Baal dies. Okay? And now the Av finds out, and he wants to be, the, and he wants to be made for the nether. So I'm going to ask you, Barry. I don't usually put you on the spot. But again... The Baal and the Av need to be teammates in the Hafaras Nadarim. Okay? So the Baal did his part. He was made for the nether, and then he died. Does the Av need the Baal to be alive? Does the Av have the authority, right, right, to be Mayfair without the Baal being alive anymore? See what I'm saying? That's the question. So, again, if she has a chasan. So the Av and the Baal can join and it can be the current chasan who's going to be made for. They're going to do it as a team. But if she, but let's say she no longer has a chasan, right? Her chasan's dead, Rahman al-Tzlan. But he already was made for the nether, Andrew. He did his part. Does the Baal have to just finish the job? I'm, I'm sorry, does the Av just finish the job? Or does he need the chasan to still be alive to finish it as a team? Right, or is it as if he didn't exist in the first place? How did you know to say that? Have you been reading ahead? It's unbelievable, Andrew. Okay, we're going to get to that. So, so that, that's the issue. And that's the Machlokes Bechan Basil. Let's read it inside. This is going to be Divrei Bechamai. According to Bechamai, the father can, in fact, finish the job, right? He can go. Now, Choyzer Av. He asked, he, he, it's interesting, Choyzer, he repeats, okay, okay. He goes and he's going to, what? Mefer Chelko Shelbal. What's the repetition here? An unbelievable thing. The Ran explains, the Chelik of the Baal, this is what Andrew's alluding to, the Chelik of the Baal is now under his jurisdiction. So again, the Sheet of Beit Shammai is the father can finish the job. However, However, the Ran is explaining something very, right? The language of this, of this Brysa is very specific. Think of the lambdas here. It doesn't say, and this is the only way I can explain it is, like if, let's say you divided um, this uh, obligation of the Av and the Father as if it was a field, right? So let's say Barry and Andrew own a field. So and you own it jointly, okay? So you have a parking lot that you own jointly, let's say, and it's split down the middle. So there's two ways to look at it. Does Andrew own the east side of the parking lot and Barry own entirely the west side of the parking lot? And so if Barry sold, right, one half, then all Andrew has to do is sell his half and, I, and you guys are selling it to me, and I own the whole thing? Or do you jointly own the entire thing? Right? So when the when the when the Bryce says Choser Av Umefer Chalko Shelbal, it's very explicit. 
it says that the father now has to again be Mayfair, the chalik that the Baal already was Mayfair, which is to say, like Andrew said, it's as if the Baal didn't exist. The Baal was already Mayfair, right? But now he died. And so when a, when, when a Baal dies, right, unlike when a father dies, so then, right, the Baal, right, can't, can't do it, right, on, on, its own, on his own. When, when the Baal dies, all of that authority goes back and reverts to the father. And then, therefore, the father, it's as if the Baal, at that point, the, Bryce is very explicit, it's as if the Baal never did anything at all. But it's also as if she never was an Arusa, right? Because she's currently single. The Baal, Rahman's son, is dead. So now it's just a regular case where you have a Nara, Nara living at home. She's not a Bogaris. She's not, right, a Nasua. And so the Baal is made for the, the nether, the, the father, rather, the Av, is made for the nether entirely on his own. That's exactly all embedded in the words. Choser Ha'av, which is to say, he, he does the Hafar of the Baal again. That's unbelievable. And that's in the Ran, right? The Ran explains. That means that the Chelek of the Baal is now in his jurisdiction. Okay, as the Ran says over here, It's only the Ab doing it on his own. Even though she had already at one point been a Naramu Rasa, right? We're going to explain the, the reasoning, okay? And therefore, the Baal is Mayfair. The, the Av, rather, is made for everything. That's Shitas Beit Shammai. However, says the Brisa, Aval Beis Hill, Omrim, Ein Yachol Lehafer. The father does not have the authority by himself to do the, right, to do this Hafaris Nadarim. Why, Andrew? Because there's a new Aris and well, no, because there is no Aris, which is to say, again, let me say something. Oh, because that Aris died. That Aris died. So it can never be revoked. It can never be revoked. Andrew got it. Don't forget, this is unquestionably true. It's harsh for Base Hill, but it's unquestionably true in the other direction, which is to say, if a father dies, then everybody agrees that, if, that, that, that the Aris can't be made for the nether. In other words, you have an Aris and you have a father, and you have a Nara Murasa who made a nether, and her father dies before they have the opportunity to team up and to be made for this nether, she can never do a Fars Nadarim. That everybody agrees to. That without a Av, a Baal can't do it. Okay? Whether a Av can do it without a Baal is the Machlokas Beishama Vesila. That Beishama will say that the Av can do it without the Baal. Right? Because the Av inherits, so to speak, the rights to do that Fars Nadar. Whereas Beis Hillel says that just like a Baal can't do it without an Av, an Av can't do it without a Baal. You need to have the team of both of them alive in order to jointly be made for the nether. That's the Machogos. By the way, just so that we don't lose our track, what does this have to do with, with uh, Tanya Kavasei de Shmuel? So the answer is, Shmuel is trying to show what's implied in this brisa, is that we hold like Beis Hillel, as we do, right? And Beis Hillel clearly holds that the final chasan has the rights to be made for the nether of a pre-existing chasan. 
That's how we hold like Beis Hillel, because after all, right, that's the case. That, that Shama Baal of a Hefer Allah, that her original chassan, let's say, heard the neder, he was Mefer the neder, says the Brisa, okay, that the Av can't be Mefer, according to Beis Hillel, the Av can't be Mefer on his own, because there's no current chassan. But guess what, Barry? If she actually managed to get engaged again that day and find a lucky arus before the day is up, the ba- then the Av found his teammate. He has a teammate now. The implication of the Brisa is that if he, she was to find an arus, that the Av would actually have a teammate to be made for this nether with. Wow. That's the implication of, of the Brisa, and it is that implication that sounds like Shmuel. That's the Tanya Kavaseh Shmuel. The fact that that's the implication of Beis Hillel's halacha. So now we turn to Ayin Aleph Amad Beis. We have till 620, right? Yeah, look at this. If we spend like two, two minutes per line, we're golden. How do you like that, Andrew? So let's read the whole round inside. Just kidding. I want to see your eyes get wide. So Beis Hamay Sabri. Now, what is this giant run? We're going to go, we'll, we'll, we'll say it outside. Okay, now the Gemara is going to explain. This is, this is where it gets dicey. Because now the Gemara is explaining the rationale of Beit and Beit here. This is the rationale we've heard already. And it's going to get fleshed out. And this is where the Lumdus gets a little bit out of hand. Um, right? The, as we turn to Ayin Aleph Amid Beis, we get Lumdus here. The Gemara is explaining the underpinnings of the Brisa. What is it saying? That... According to Beit Shammai, the Nadarim that the original Aris had the opportunity to be Mayfair, Nisrok Nelishus Rav, like to empty it out, all of it, as Andrew said, right, gets emptied out into the Rishus of the Av. So all of it becomes the Av's jurisdiction now, and he could be Mayfair all of it. And that's how we explain Beit Shammai. Very good. Umegiz Gaiz. This is the explanation of Megas Gaius. What's Megas Gaius? Well, the way we said Megas Gaius is the reason why that run is so gigantic. Because how would you say Megas Gaius? Megas Gaius technically means like gozes, like it's cut. Okay? Well, cuts away half is not exactly what Nisrokna means. Those are two different things, okay? Both would work, but the question is, and the, and the reason why there's different Gersos, and the reason why Tosfos and the Ran, and what the Ran is doing over here is explaining Tosfos, the reason why they all explain it differently is because is, is, I'm going to give you the fundamentals, and I highly recommend the highly underrated Dafyomi master, Rabbi Dr. Simon Wolf, who is a is brilliant Dafyomi master, when he gives daf, he's very, very clear. He'll not, he'll leave no stone unturned and he'll walk you through. Tosvos through every stage, Ron through every stage. He's very methodical, right, and thorough that way. I'm just trying to make it like relatable, give you, like explain to you what the action is, but with, <laughs> without getting necessarily into the nitty gritty, because I, I, I'm trying to keep you guys and myself awake, but the, the point is, I, I want you to understand what the dynamics here are, as follows. Nisrokna sounds like the entire parking lot got put into the jurisdiction of the Av, and he's the one that's handling it all on his own. 
Megas Gaia's sounds like the parking lot was, had two halves, the Baal was already made for his part, and now all that's left to do is for the Av to be made for his part, and now the whole parking lot belongs to, right, is, 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 it belongs to me, right? Now the entire nether is made for But that's not how we, that's not what Nisrochna means. So that, that's the whole, that's what sets off this giant Ron, okay? That's, that, that, and as the Ron says, I mean, I can read a little bit of it. Um, watch this. Look at, look at the fourth line in the Ron, Omega's Gaia's. Says the Ron, this is how you know you're in for trouble. Lo hevanti divra harishonim If the Ron didn't understand it, you don't have to be so, you know, you don't have to beat yourself up for struggling with, he doesn't understand why the Rishon explained. Amai matzi mefer av l'chudei l'veit shamai de'amrin megas gaiest fame be'silel de'amrin miklish kalish. Okay, because before, uh, like two blot ago, the opposite of megas gaiest was miklish kalish. What does megas gaiest miklish kalish means? Again, megas gaiest means that it's two halves of a parking lot and it's cut in half. So Barry uh, sells his half and then Andrew sells his half and the entire lot is then sold, right? It's like you buy two lot two plots and put them together. Whereas Miklash Kalish means that Andrew and Barry both jointly own the lot, and therefore Miklash Kalish means just weakens. In other words, when one sold it, so then the other one is still a, a, a joint owner, and you need Barry to to be there at the sale because they both own it jointly. They don't have a defined um, uh, amount that they sell. It's so similarly with the Av and the Baal. It's not like the Baal owns half of the nether and the Av owns half the nether. And because if that was really true, if that was the true definition of Megas guys, then it wouldn't matter what the order is, Barry. Right? That's what the Ron asks. In other words, the father could sell it first, the Av could sell right? Or, and then the Baal could sell it later. But we know that that's not the case, right? We know that it's Nisrokna, that there's not, it's not like an equal partnership. That if the, if the father dies, then the, the Baal is stuck. Right, so then it's not a, it's not tech, literally Megas guys, right? It's not classically Megas guys. It sounds a little bit like Miklash Kalish, which is to say that they're joint owned, and that's what the Ron struggles with. That's what he's saying. He says he doesn't understand the Rishonim that say it like that. That that and 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 it's actually also um, expressed in the Girsa. Because watch this, just to finish reading it. Bechamai, as we said, Bechamai, starting from the top of Ayin Aleph from Beis, Bechamai sabri nedarim nami shiroi laaris nisrokna shus laav umegas guys. So Bechamai holds that the av has all the authority, and Bezil sabri avio vala achor mefirim derevelo megas guys. Bezil say that no, that it has to be joint with the av and the Baal, and therefore lo megas guys, and therefore if the Baal's not around, the father, even the father, can't do the hafaris and dharma on his own. He needs the Baal as, as his teammate. But what's got to set you off, Barry, is before we said that the opposite of Megas guy is, is Miklash Kalush, right? Which uh, we're defining as joint ownership. But here, right, here the Gemara doesn't say Miklash Kalush. It says that the opposite of Megas guy is, is low Megas guy is. So that's what you have to read into the Ran. Look at the second wide line. Venir Ali in the Ran. The high new time, Mishum the Bechamai Sphere, who make his guys came with the Chihefer Baal, Ibtule Palga de Nidra Legamre. So the Ran holds like Andrew. That really, Megas Gaius has to mean Nisrok Nover Shuslaav. That Megas Gaius can't mean that it's cut off into two separate right, lots, and then it doesn't matter which order 
it, it, they're, they're gotten rid of. It has to be that it all falls onto the Av. That's what it means. The Nidra Lagamre, hey, Maisa Shalom Nigmar, Vistalikle Aris Lagamre. You stole the words out of your mouth, Andrew, right? That, the, that it came out of the Aris completely. But he, the Chimes Aris, Butler La Hafara delay. And not only that, but once the Aris dies, he takes that Hafaris Nadarim to the grave with him, and it's as if he never did anything, as Andrew so beautifully said so simply earlier. Right? Now there's no nether. Now the father steps in because he has the authority, unlike the Aras without the father, who has no authority. The father without the Aras does have the authority. And that's what it means. That any time that the Aras is not around, because Wow. So. Now you've gotten a little bit of a sense. Now, what's the rest of this Ron saying? It's still like a hundred lines to go. He takes you through Tosfos, because Tosfos has a different gear. So instead of Lomega's guys, Tosfos is Miklash Kalash, and, and Tosfos tries to revive, right, with the emphasis on Mega's guys, the way we explained it before. And that's the, we've shown him that the Ron himself, you know, has, has trouble with. So this is, this is quite, this is quite the sugya. So you, you got the highlights of the Lumdus in the sugya, and that's what's going on. But on the basic, most fundamental level, I think the Ron here is the most simple. That when we say Megas guys, we don't mean it literally, but rather Nisrokna Rishuslaav. That it's inequitable. The father has an, a, an, a jurisdiction all on his own in the absence of the Baal. Whereas the Baal needs the father in order to be, uh, make this Hafarz uh, Nadarim jointly. Okay. So now with the five minutes left, let's do one minute per line over here. And finish the daf so that Andrew can can uh, can have a relaxed day. So four lines down, the two dots. A fascinating question, which will be the topic of tomorrow's daf. Let's tease tomorrow's daf. That's an interesting thing. The girl gets engaged. She makes a nether. The Baal says, "You know what? He doesn't. He's not made for the nether. He's not making the nether." He just says, I didn't sign up for this. Is Megarish her on the spot? Okay. So wait a minute. He's Megarish her on the spot. Is that an affirmation of the nether or is that just like Kishtika? Now, affir- affirming a nether and Shtika, neither of those is a Hafaris Nadar, right? He did, he did not, be, he was not made for the nether. It's, it's clear that he didn't love this nether because obviously he was Megarish for some reason, but he, he was not made for the nether. So the, the question is, if anything, he was making the nether. Why? He legitimized it by, he legitimized it by, by, by leaving, right? Now, again, we talked about Hakamas nether. Hakamas is an affirmation. If you do shtika, so then the nether just lasts, then, then if you do shtika, then you still have the opportunity to do, hoda, to do hafara, right? Unless the nether matures and the, day, and the day disappears, right? At the end of the day, right, you can no longer do hafara if you do shtika. But if you do hakama, so as we said before, the halacha is that you can no longer do hafara. It's like the day is over at that point. Instead of waiting for the nether to mature to the point of no return, you've affirmed it to the point of no return. So that's the question that we're going to deal with tomorrow. When he's megarasher, is it already the point of no return and he can no longer do hafara's nadarim? Or does somebody still have the right to be made for the nether right before the day is up? Well, who's going to be made for the nether? He was megarasher. The answer is, says the Gemara, Lamayin Afkamina, Kagon Shinadra, Vishama Baal Vagirsha. Well, the case would have to be, she made the nether while they were engaged, so to speak. The Aras heard it, 
and said, I'm out of here. Ain't nobody got time for that. And he's Megarish her. The Hadra Biome, but he's Machzer Grushoso, Andrew. He brings her back. Oh, so now, So if upon divorce, it's as if he said nothing, because he, after all, didn't say anything. So then, So then, the day is still long, right? It's not Shkia yet. So he could still do Hafaris Nadarm. Now that he's her Aris again, he can still do Hafaris Nadarm. The Amar Mar Kakamadami. However, if you're going to say that divorcing her is like actually being, making the nether, is actually like affirming it, so then lo matzi me for la. So then, by divorcing her, he actually, right, by divorcing her, he actually affirmed her nether, and now it doesn't matter that whether, whether he uh, got engaged to her again, he has lost his authority to be made for this nether because he was actually, by divorcing her, he's actually making, like he divorced her, and in so doing, he sort of validated her nether, right? Because he said, I'm divorcing you because of this nether. That's kind of a validation of the nether in the sense that that's, you could say, the reason that she divorced her. The last line over here on the run, and I in Alphan Bayes on the very bottom, says, we're saying, but it's, it could be that there was a second chasen. It's just more common for a guy to divorce the girl and then change his mind in the same day. It's very hard for a girl who's recently divorced to find a chasen on the very same day and so the Ron is saying that that's the only reason we're saying that. But the point is that the real question that we're going to deal with tomorrow is when that original chassan that was engaged to her divorced her, was that an affirmation of the nether or is it, or is it he's not really making any statement with regards to the nether, nafkamina being, does her current chassan on the very same day still have the power to be made for that nether that day or not? To the, find out the answer to that question, tune in tomorrow, Bezat Hashem, as we resume with the Tashma, first words on the top of Ayn Bey's Amad Aleph.